Hey, this is Bradley Weber. I'm the pastor of Release City Church, and this is our podcast. I'm super excited that you tuned in, and I really hope today's message encourages you, gives you a sense of hope, and inspires you to pursue all that God has created you to be. Now, let's jump right in to today's message. Well, so we spent a couple weeks, a couple weeks ago, we, we spent a couple weeks um, dealing with uh, the subject of dreaming big and the importance of having a vision for your life. This is not part three. This is a new collection of talks um, that we're going to spend maybe for the next couple weeks. But in part two of that two-part collection, we read straight from God's word that we must have a vision for our lives. You can always see people who don't have a vision. They're not going anywhere other than their nine-to-five job. Somebody said, I wish I had a nine-to-five job. I'm working 12, 13, 14, 15 hours a day. That's the only vision they have. Matter of fact, that's scripture that we must have a vision and it tells us why. But even if you're not saved, even if you're not a follower of Jesus, you can see people who don't have a vision. They're not going anywhere. And see, the Bible says that without a vision, you perish or you cast off restraint. That means if I don't have a plan for where I'm going, I will say yes to anything. And that's dangerous. It's dangerous. So I was thinking while I was studying this week that that old saying that if you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. If you don't have a vision or something that you can stand for, you'll say yes to anything that could potentially destroy the direction that you, God has for you. So you've always got to keep the vision and where you're headed in front of you. That's why, no, we're not moving dirt right now. We're not doing stuff at the property, but I always want you to know, and I'll get into that in a minute, but I always want you to know that I almost sound like I'm beating, uh, just beating a drum, but... We paid cash, $70,000 cash for 12 acres of land that belongs to Release City Church. Why am I saying that? Because, because we'll get into the mundane of this Sunday, this Sunday, this Sunday, this Sunday. We'll forget that there is actually somewhere we're going, and it's not just here. <laughs> and the church said, amen. Amen. Going somewhere. Listen, if you want to be successful in life, establish a vision. If you want to be successful in your marriage, set some goals. What do you want to do? Some of us, the reason our marriages look the way they do is because we can't see anything besides that. I got to see, this, this might be too much for y'all, but I got to see myself as sexy before I expect her to see me sexy, see me as sexy. I'm, I, I probably made you feel uncomfortable, but you see what I'm saying? I can't expect her to think I got it all if, if, if I don't think that I do. Now, I don't have it all. Without, without Jesus, I'm nothing, and neither are you. I'm trying to help somebody out, just, 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 just everyday life stuff. If I walk around feeling defeated, guess what? I'm painting a picture for her. I got a defeated husband. But the cool thing about our relationship is if she sees me in a down-and-out spot, she don't let me stay there because that's not who I am. You've got, to un- you've got to establish a vision for your life and not just a vision, but it's important that you're chasing after God's dream, God's vision for your life. As I started preparing this week, I started thinking, as followers of Jesus, everybody get your notes out because I'm going to drop the title on you here in just a minute. As followers of Jesus, once we get a glimpse of God's plan for our life, what's the one thing that prevents us from putting one foot in front of the other? 
and walking towards that plan? What is it? When I, when I know that God is calling, first of all, if, if, if what God is calling you to isn't scaring you, then it's not his. Because God's going to put something in front of you that, 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 that puts a demand on your faith. It'll give you hope for today, but, but it'll put a, a hope for later, but it'll put a demand on your faith today that it's going to take you walking with him to make that happen. So what's the one thing that, that prevents us from getting there? Can I tell you what it is? The unknown. The unknown. It's the not knowing that causes us to panic and freeze. Well, I thought this was God, but it's too hard and it's too scary, so I'll stay right here. It'll cause us to freeze. It's being fearful of what we don't know and we don't understand. Something that you need to know about having a God dream and pursuing God's plan for your life is a God dream requires our trust in God. A God dream requires my trust in God. So my question to you today is this. Who, with whom are you placing your trust? Where are you placing your trust? When we got married, I gave her my heart, and I placed my heart in her hands. I trust her. The problem for many of us is we're putting our trust in way too many people that don't have our best interest at heart. The area of our lives that we're fearful, the mo- with whom are you placing your trust? The area of our lives that we're, we're the most fearful is the area that we trust God the least. So, so capture a God dream and God's vision and then start pursuing it. And don't worry about the unknown because God will take care of the details. If you're, if you're concrete and said, I know this is what God's called me to do. Us moving here, it was no doubt what God called us to do. It did not make sense on paper. It didn't make sense in our checking account. It still sometimes don't make sense. But he has taken care of us. And he'll do the same for you. He's just looking for you to be yielded and say yes. Matter of fact, just get your yes out of the way. Just say, God, whatever it is you have for me, yes. It don't make sense, I know, and it probably won't make sense, but yes. Let me just get that out of the way. Because how many know we struggle with saying yes? Hey, can you come help me uh, change my flat tire? Yeah, 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 yeah. But there's a gator game on. I really need to watch. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. I want to read two scripture, scripture verses, then I want to give you the title of today's talk. And then where we're going to spend the next few moments of our time looking at today. So let's go to Deuteronomy chapter 31. Deuteronomy 31 chapter 8. Verse 8 says this. Do not be afraid. Now your neighbor say, don't do it. Do not be afraid or discouraged. Because after we get out of the afraid part, our battle is we get discouraged when we still can't see what's next. We know we're supposed to be there, but we don't know how we're going to get there. So don't be afraid or discouraged. Why? For the Lord will personally go ahead of you. He will be with you, and he will neither fail you nor abandon you. Go to Isaiah 45. To the left, to the left, flip your pages to the left. (laughs) Isaiah 45, 2. says this, I will go before you and make the crooked places straight. I want to speak to you for the next few moments and for the next two weeks from this topic. He goes before you. 
He goes before you. There may, not be, there may not be anybody else in that room, but the Bible says that he is the light of the world. If you will look, stop looking at the darkness around you in the room and look at the door, God will lead you. The cool thing I'm learning about God is, God is, I'm going to jump all over my notes so y'all just stay with me, but God is here. It says he's gone before us. He's here. But he also said, I'll never leave you. So how in the world is he there, but he's here? I'll tell you, he's God. <laughs> it don't make no sense, does it? It doesn't. So he goes before you. Deuteronomy 38 said, he will personally go ahead of you. That means he's not sending, in this, in this instance, he's not sending one of his top dogs or his top angels. It says, he'll go personally ahead of you. Listen, where God is leading and calling you, he's already there. That property, he's already there. He's, what is it, what's he doing right now? And I, I would love just, just write a check. 3.5 million, that'd be great. Just write a check. <laughs> but God is, oh, you're going to see this, and I'm trying not to jump all over into my notes because I know what's coming, but he's preparing in the hearts of people that are not in this room right now that he is going to draw to that property. It don't look much to you, but it look, he sees the finished product. Same thing with you. And me, we may not look like much now, but he sees the finished product. And he's already preparing the hearts and families that are going through. He already knows the storm that they're going to... He already knows the storm that one family, I don't know who it is, but one family is going to be facing five years from now. Is it going to take that long to get in the property? I hope not. But five years from now, he sees the storm that somebody's going to go through, and he's going to lead and draw them to a place called Release City Church, and they may get there because of your invite. They may come because, because in these moments, this season, you're allowing God to shift and move and touch some things in your life, and then they're, they're going to see a change in you, and then you're going to stay consistent in your walk little by little, and then they're going to see a change, and five years from now when they face something, they're going to be like, well, I remember there was something you went through. It looked kind of like what I'm going through today. How did you get through it? Let me tell you about it. Jesus. 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 So he's preparing. We may not see what's going on, but just because it's dark doesn't mean that he's not moving some stuff around. <laughs> I don't know about you, but if I'm sitting in a room and it's real quiet and it's dark, I can hear stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like you can hear that, you can hear that, that rat moving through the, the corridors of your inside wall, right? Say, not me, Pastor B. I got to call somebody. The reason we can't identify and hear what's going on in a dark room is because we got too much noise around us. Listen, when you begin to allow God to lead you and guide your life, and when the direction that you're headed seems unclear, you just need to know confidently that God is already there. When you begin, to, when you be, when you begin to, to, to position your life to go after God and allow him to lead and guide you, just know that when the going gets tough and, and you go through a season, just know he's already there what he promised, but he's also right with you through every step of the way. You are not alone. As a matter of fact, one of the most crucial fundamental, uh, uh, fundamentals of our Christian faith is knowing that our God will never leave us and he won't forsake us. 
Listen, there is no place that you're going that God hasn't already gone before you, according to his scripture. So the example of this can be found in, a, in, a, in, in Scripture in a story, uh, a story about the children of Israel. Some of you know this story. When they were delivered out of Egypt, and they were delivered from over 400 years of slavery. Now, you know the story. They were, they were in bondage. They were in, these just God's chosen people. They were in bondage for over 400 years. And, and he said, I'm going to lead you to the promised land. It should have took them two weeks to get there, but instead, because they let their minds wander... About, it was much better where we were. I like, things were much easier there. Sure, but you, you were a slave to your sin. And I just pushed it back in your plate. We're not talking about the children of Israel. We're talking about y'all now and me. But because they began wandering, it took them 40 plus years to get to the promised land. But let me, let me, let me show you how God works with our imperfections, and he still has a plan. Everybody say, he still has a plan. Listen, we love the idea of coming out of something, like uh, 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 being set free. Like, we love that. It preaches real good. I was once an alcoholic. I'm not anymore. Jesus Christ saved my life. I was, I was on drugs, and, and God set me free. We love that stuff. We love that. We like the idea of getting loose from whatever it is that's holding us. Please lean into this today. Please lean into this. But the story of the children of Israel was not just, the plan was not just to get them out of Egypt. It was to get Egypt out of them and then move them into the promised land. Well, how was Egypt still in them? Because all they were doing was feeding their thoughts of Egypt. It was still in there. Translate it to today. Man, I'm, God, God, God told me I could have the promised land. He's preparing you for the promised land, but we just won't let go of things that we feel like we got to have. Egypt, that website you have no business going on, that extra phone that your spouse doesn't know about. may not be happening in this room, but I guarantee you it's happening in our county. I don't know if I like this preacher. He'd be telling it like it is. What you want me to do? Lie to you? Not today. Not ever. Listen. Sometimes for us, we can get so focused on getting out of, uh, getting out of something that we fail to get into what God's calling us to. We get stuck in our salvation, so to speak. We just get saved and we get set free, but we get stuck there. And we can't move on. Because we're still letting things inside of us that we got. You got to pull the root up. God can set you free, but there's friendships that still have, there's still relationships that are helping, uh, still feeding you. You tracking me? The thing that I want you to hear today is this. What God has called you to where he's calling you is just as important as what he's brought you out of. Now, some of you go, well, I've not been set free. I'm still battling something. Today is the day you get set free. Does that mean it's going to be easy? Does that mean tomorrow is going, you're going to turn right in, hit the blinker, right into your promised land? It does not mean that. Because there's still a process. He'll set you free. But it's our love and desire for those things that stays connected to us. We put such an emphasis on the story of God setting us free that we stop there. And let me tell you something, church. Your salvation is not the end of the story. Our churches 
churches are full of people who got saved and they're just waiting on the trumpet. They're waiting on the trumpet, not doing anything. I'm not saying you're not going to go to heaven, but I'm just saying I don't want to live the rest of I mean, I, I, I want to be about something. I want to be about the kingdom. I want to be about impacting people's lives. I want my life to continue, continue to be impacted. Listen, the stuff that God delivered you from and the things that God is wanting to still deliver you out of, that place where you were or that place where you are, that stuff is just an attempt to keep you from the place that God is calling you to. It's not the end of the story. We think just because I get saved, that's it. I know I've, I've, I've leaned in on this because I don't want this church to be, we can fill the, fill the room, fill it up twice on a Sunday. I, I, don't, I don't know what God has. But what I'm telling you is it's got to be more than just, I'm free and I know that I am. What you doing with your freedom? Huh? What, what are you doing? What are you doing with your freedom? All right, let me, let me, let me come off of you a little bit. I press a little bit, and I, but I, I want you to feel the weight of this thing. God, forget me, forget, forget. God doesn't want you to be a people that just come in and fill this room and there's no impact or no change in your life. There is a promised land for you, for your family, for your life. And he's trying to get the sin things that are still connected to you. He's trying to get that stuff out so he can get you to your promise, what he's promised you. Where are you headed? Are you possessing the best life? That God has in store for you. Are you running after it? Are you settling for what you have? Old timer once said, I don't cuss and I don't chew. And I don't chase them girls that do. Great. But what are you doing? Like what are you doing with what God has done in your life? Talk about having a vision for your life. Your life as a Christ follower must consist of more than just you be, being set free. My walk with Christ should be, should be taking me somewhere, and that's called my Christian walk. That's what, that's what this whole being a Christ follower is all about. It's one, one foot in front of the other. It's me taking a step, having a bad day. Pushing through, Becky Tyson said that this morning, pushing through my bad day and putting another foot in front of the other. Remembering God is with me right here. He's there calling me. You know why he knows the steps, how to get there? Because he's already been there and he's there now and he's drawing you and he's leading you. But he's also with you, providing strength. Problem is we try to do it all on our own. So let me ask you. Your, 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 your walk, in your walk with Christ, are you sharing your faith? Seriously, like, are you sharing your faith? I'm not talking about walking up, do you know Jesus? Do you know Jesus? Do you know Jesus? Here's a track. Do you know Jesus? Living out your faith. Are you generous with your resources? What impact can Release City Church have in South Florida? They may, they, they, they'll probably never know, but he knows. Yeah, but God, I need not as much as they do. Not as much as they do. God knows what you need. But are you willing to sacrifice something to help somebody else? Even if it's a bottle of water. Do you serve others? Talking about your Christian walk. 
Listen, it's not about what God called you from. It's about what God is calling you into. Nudge your neighbor, tell us he's calling you into something. So let me ask this. Where's all my dads at? Dads, daddies, dads. Every dad knows this is true. When it's time for family vacation and the vacation spot requires you to travel in a motor vehicle for more than an hour, every dad in here when it comes to family vacation has three things on his mind. Y'all check me on this now. The destination, the time it takes to get there, and the most importantly, how early can we leave? How many night driver dads do we have? Put them babies down, let them sleep. It's a quiet ride, right? I just saw some wife look over at her husband. Talking about, I need to be quiet. I'm talking about, I need to be quiet. It don't matter what time of day. Put her in the, in the, in the, in the, in the passenger side. <sighs> Maybe not the snorting. I mean, snoring. Oh, I love you. <laughs> I'm already out here. I got to roll with it. it don't, I, don't have to, I don't have to suffer through a night drive. I put her in the middle of the morning, day. It don't matter. She out. And as the grace said, amen. <laughs> Listen, our number one priority and our main focus is we've got to be somewhere. Where all my dad's at? Yes, we got, we got to be there. And, 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 and Google Maps says it takes five and a half hours. We're going to get there in four and a half. We love that challenge, do we not? How many ladies? How many ladies got that? Got a little something in you like that too? You just like, yeah, okay, I, I got you, yeah. Now your neighbor tell them, say, got to be somewhere. Got somewhere to be. Now those of you that know my wife, Amy Weber, does not like to fly, but she loves to go to faraway places. But there's some places the car won't float. Like you got to get on a bird and plane and go somewhere, right? She does not celebrate the taking off part. The first couple of times we flew together, she was practically in my lap, and I had nail marks in my arm like I had been in a fight with Freddy Krueger. She don't celebrate the, 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 the taking off. I love it. You know why? Because that's the power. That's when that big bird comes out there, you know, and then everything starts shaking. I love that power, man. Throw my head back. Woo! Take us. Get us on out of here, right? And, she, and she's like, One time we was, one time we was sitting, uh, I think it was you was in the middle, or maybe you were about, no, you were in the middle, and, uh, uh, Amy was in the middle, and a dude was sitting to the other side of us, and I was like, am I the husband or is he the husband? Because she was like leaned up sleeping and stuff. I told you she'll sleep any, anywhere, but that's because we drop a little Ezekiel in her and help her. I need to move on, don't I? <laughs> okay, so she, where I was going somewhere, she does not celebrate the, the departure, and neither do you in life, departing what God is leading you to, but she celebrates when that plane ah, lands, right? That scream that I just, I just did, that's actually what she does when we hit turbulence. <laughs> Sounds like my scream that night when we lost power. Yeah, okay, anyway, and Terry walked in the house. <laughs> that's a story for another day. It's on a podcast somewhere. It should stay there. Listen, we don't celebrate the departure, but we celebrate when we get there. Something wrong with that picture. I should celebrate. I should celebrate myself. I should be around a group of people that help celebrate me even when I'm going through the motions and the steps of getting to the destination. We're going somewhere. Be a person that that celebrates others on their road 
and their trip, on their road trip, even though they're a little further in their trip than you are. Oh, it's hard. I, you got you to muster up something really deep to be, I, man, I celebrate you when you know inside you're dying. That's the kind of church God wants us to do. Where's that come from? It doesn't come from you. That's the problem. It comes from God. He's the joy of my salvation. It's not always easy. Everybody say distractions. Life is full of people, places, and things that will distract you and I from arriving at the point of des- our destination. We're going to be on that property one day. But until that happens, get, how many knows the enemy's throwing all kinds of stuff in the path to get us distracted from the promised land. I'm, oh, what a day. Oh, what a singing we will have when we step into our promised land. But that does not mean that that's the stopping point. When we get there, that's just the day of new beginnings. We're back here again. And there's a new promised land. And I could just branch off. And, and I'm, I'm going to split this up into two weeks. But this is... Are y'all getting anything out of this? He goes before you. In every season of our lives, the, season, this, the seasons that try us... Y'all got some trying people in your life? Don't try me. <laughs> now you understand what I was saying? In all the seasons that are trying us and in all the seasons that are propelling us, God is in those seasons with us. In Exodus 23, we read the story about the children of Israel still wandering in the desert. And God sends them a prophetic word. And here's what it says. Let me go there. Because <laughs> I didn't put it in my notes. Exodus 23, verse 23. It's on the screen for you. For my angel will go before you and bring you into the land of the Amorites, the Hittites, the Parasites, the Cellulite. No, that's not in there. The Canaanites, the Hivites, the Jebusites. All the ites, the whole ite family was there. All of them. So you may live there. He's telling them there's a, the promised land that I have for you it belongs to somebody else. At the moment. Everybody say at the moment. I love this. Gosh, I love this. And I will do, I, everybody say I. Not you, that's him. He said I, I. God don't need no help bringing uh, uh, uh. Never mind. The repayment plan that we like to give others when they serve us hurt. We like to serve it back. Right? God don't need no help. He says, I will destroy them completely. He did not say, if he, bring, if he brings you into the land. If my angel brings. It said, no, he will go before you and will bring you into the land. I was listening to a message this morning about if. We love the if game. Yeah, but what if this happens? And what if that happens? And what if this doesn't happen? Yeah. If, if I would have listened to all the ifs, we wouldn't be, we wouldn't have that property. Some of y'all are playing if. Yeah, but what if? Some of y'all, God has spoken to you to give. A, I know what God has told the ministry to give for Florida disaster. And the first if that I heard For me, was what if our amount doesn't even help them? I mean, it's going to help. It's going to help. But I I tried to count it out and go, but what if? Some of y'all maybe could could handle maybe $100. Yeah, but what if? What if God will keep your car rolling down the road? What if you don't obey him? 
What if? Tell your neighbor, say, you're going to make it. That's what, that, that's, what the, that's what the prophetic word was all about. You're going to make it. 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 I don't know what you're facing, but I'm here. I, I rode up in this, in, this, in this house today to tell somebody, you're going to make it. I don't know what you're going through, but God does. and He wants you to hear these words. With me, you're going to make it. Man, y'all missed a good time to give God praise. That wasn't me. That was him. He says you're going to make it. Listen, I'm sure the promised land seemed far off, like 40 years away. <laughs> it was only two, two weeks. It seemed far off. And for many of you in this room, you're, you're feeling the same thing. That promised land, that dream, that promise that God gave me, it seems so far away. You feel so far removed from God's promises. Perhaps you're, perhaps you're here today and you're, sim- you're just fighting for your life. In the middle of a difficult season. I want to speak words of life into your situation. Hear me. You are going to make it. God is going before you. You're going to make it. The land that God was leading the children of Israel to was currently occupied. It was occupied by all these ites, which history, history tells us that all those ite, the ite people, they, they were much stronger. Y'all follow me now. They were much stronger than the Egypt, Egyptian army. The children of Israel came out of Egypt. The Egyptian army is known as a massive army. But the ites, i just call them that because that's what they were. The ites had more power to defeat them. Now watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this. But God said... You're going to take the land that they now possess. But they're stronger than the people who held us captive. How is that going to work? Did you see what it... Everybody say God. That's how it's going to work. It, they were in slavery for 400 years. Now God's saying, you're going to take dominion over land occupied by somebody greater than the ones you were in bondage to. <laughs> God is saying... The angel is going before you. I didn't set you free for you to figure all this out. This is our problem. It's, my, it's B's problem. It's my problem. I want to know how's it going to work, God, before I put my first foot. How's this going to happen? He said, I've already got it all figured out. I'm involved in the process. I don't know what you're going on and what's going on in your life. But he says, I'm already involved in the process. You will go and take it because I go before you. God didn't promise, he did not promise the land, just, he didn't just promise the land, he promised them a great life. We're fixing to see this. He didn't just promise them the land, he promised them a great life in the land. Let's keep reading, verse 24. You must, okay, his promises have conditions, by the way, okay? Here's the condition. Same is true for us. This is what he said to them. You must not worship the gods of these nations or serve them in any way or imitate. Gosh, do we have some imitators. Just look on social media. Got people imitating all kinds of stuff. Just be you. There's not but one Justin Bieber. But as soon as he did that, that hair swoop thing, 
Every teenage boy in America and around the world got that haircut jacked to the side. And whew, I mean, come on now. If, B, if I had hair, I would have done it too. But the Bible says, don't be imitators of their evil practices. Now, I'm not saying Justin Bieber's hair is evil. And maybe it is because it causes little teenage girls to, woo! There's something going on. It's more than hair product. Okay. Ansley Grace is like, you better stop talking about my boy. Connor, there is, there is another in that relationship. His name is Justin Bieber. Just kidding. All right, let me keep reading. Instead, you, everybody say instead. Instead, you must utterly destroy them and smash their sacred pillars. You must serve only the Lord your God. And if you do, I, if, everybody say if. If you do those things, everybody say conditions. If you do, I will bless you with food and water and I will protect you from illness. There will be no miscarriage or infertility in your land and I will give you long full lives. I will send my terror ahead of you and create panic among all the people whose lands you will. Everybody say will. I I just added that. But according to what his word, you will. You will invade. I will make all your enemies turn and run. I will send terror ahead of you. Another translation says I'll send the hornets. (laughs) I will send terror ahead of you to drive out the Hivites, the Canaanites, and the Hittites. Listen, once Israel made the decision to go after what God was giving them, they understood that God was going ahead of them. And God said, yes, I'm going to prosper you. And yes, I'm going to bless you. But it is a conditional promise. Here's the point and only point I'm going to give you today. Obedience attracts God's prosperity and protection. Obedience. What keeps you from prosperity and protection? Starts with a D. Disobedience. What do I mean? You don't get to do. (laughs) You don't get to do just whatever you want and then be like, okay, God, bless me and keep me. (laughs) That's sloppy grace. Grace is for everyone. But you don't get to do just whatever you want to because you know God's going to step in. You're still accountable for everything. Listen, God is not required to fix my dumb decisions. It's not a requirement. Now, he'll help me get out. He'll, when, I, when, I, when I get flat on my back and go, okay, God, I, I screwed up. I, I messed up. Right? And I surrender, he'll help me get out of it. But he ain't necessarily just going to make it all easy gravy. Just, he's not. Nowhere in scripture can we find where God will come and pick up the slack based on decisions we've made. It's not there. But it does say, if you do what I tell you to do, you will prosper and you will be protected. He said, I'm going to supernaturally take care of your enemies. And all of this sounds amazing, but God is like, there is a catch. Everybody say little by little. Okay, this is where we're at right now. Even as a ministry, we purchase the land. That's huge. That's huge. Little by little. Exodus 23, 29. But I will not drop. The land is yours. It's promised to you. But, everybody say but. 
but I will not drive them out in a single year. Because the land would become desolate and the wild animals would multiply and threaten you. I will drive them out a little, (laughs) I hate it too, I hate it just as much as you do, a little at a time until your population has increased enough to take possession of the land. Many of you in this room, like myself, are in a little by little moment. You're in a one moment at a time. One step at a time. We just want to take, dude, I was fired up. Fired, fired, fired up. Paid cash. Told the bank, we even got the first bill. I just need to go ahead and pay that whole thing, that, that little loan we did, just to make up the difference. I need to pay that off. And then I hit, and here, Miss Brookings, here's a check for the whole amount paid cash. Dude, I was ready to go. Y'all think let's go was, uh, that, that, that message was nothing to how I was feeling on the inside. I was ready to go. Let's go ahead. Let's just move these trees. I'll buy my own John Deere tractor. I'll move all this dirt myself. Sure is lonely on this little by little moment. I, drive, I can drive by the property as many times as I want to. Little by little, we get discouraged when we're not seeing fruit of the promise, even when we've been faithful. But our faithfulness every day, well, little by little, and before you know it, we're going to make an announcement, and we're going to have a groundbreaking service, and we're going to watch some footers go in. We're going to watch some steel go up. We're going to get everybody a paintbrush. We're going to get everybody some knee pads. We're going to drop them carpet tile squares down there. Little by little. And before you know it, we'll be home. The promise for the children of Israel seemed amazing. Abundance, blessing, prosperity, and protection. But then he gives them a reality check. Yes, I'm going before you. And yes, there will be obstacles. I go before you. And no, I'm not going to remove every obstacle. I don't know where you are in your life right now. I'm trying to help you see that there's a plan. Don't you just hate it when things aren't easy like you thought they would be? Anybody ever ordered something and, 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 the, and the, the, little, the little fine print says some assembly may be required for, that, for Mr. Paul Coward to show up at your house in that beautiful brown truck? And you open the box and it's all assembly required? Don't y'all hate those? <laughs> I came today to tell you that the promises of God are yes and amen. They are. They're real. But some assembly will be required. In closing. What do I want you to know today? Stay with me. I don't want you to... Because everything I'm giving you all the way up to the last amen is just because I say in closing, don't disconnect. What do I want you to know today? I want you to know that God loves you. He loves you. And he died so that you might live. He died so that you can live. And just because you may take your last breath here on earth, the Bible says 
that when you have a relationship with him while you are breathing. The Bible says to be absent from the body means to be present with the Lord. My parents are not gone. They're not dead. They're just not here. So those, those days are, those days I try to have to remind myself. I want you to know he died so that you can live forever. That's called eternity. I want you to know that the cross is the pathway to your freedom, but your freedom isn't all there is. There's a promised land. I want you to know there is a promise and a purpose that God has for you. But that promise and that purpose is going to require some assembly. It's going to require you to get up on a Sunday morning when you don't feel like it. It's going to re- and, and come to church. It's assembly. Yes, it's assembly, us assembling ourselves together. The Bible says not to forsake yourselves of being assembled. That's why I don't understand Christians who are like, I can be a Christian and I don't have to be at church. You can still carry the brand, but you ain't got the punch or the power when you get into a fight. I'm sorry. That's good preaching. I know you may not like it, but it's the truth. I'll just be a Christian at home. It says, it says there's going to be some assembly. That's what we're doing today. We're being assembled. Assembly. That's what the steps are. He's assembling us, preparing us as a church for what he's doing, what he's going to do. Everybody say assembly. How do I figure out what the promise is and what my purpose is in life? So glad you asked. How do I figure out the promise and the purpose of my life? Go back and listen to part one and part two of Dreaming Big. It was just week three and week four ago. Okay? Figure out how you can take what you're most passionate about and use that to impact someone else's life to benefit the kingdom of God. Then allow God to reveal your purpose and allow him to guide and direct your steps. The purpose, the passion, the dream is going to be unimaginable as it should be. John 20, 29 says this. It won't be on the screen. Blessed are those who have not seen yet have believed. Just be confident and remember, he goes before you. I'm through when I tell you this. Worship team, come. I received a, um, as I do every day, different devotional pictures or messages from different people in church or community. And this particular one came this week. And this person had no idea what I was going to be speaking on. But this is for somebody today. Hear the word of the Lord for you. Everybody say, this is for me. I am perpetually with you, taking care of you. This is God speaking to you directly today. That is the most important fact of your existence. I am not limited by time or space. My presence with you is is a forever promise. You need not fear the future. For I am already there. You, but when you make the quantum leap into eternity, you will find me waiting awaiting you in heaven your future is in my hands I release it to you 
<laughs> this is so. I release it to you day by day, moment by moment. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow. I want you to live this day, this day. Everybody say this day. I want you to live this day abundantly, seeing all there is to see, doing all there is to do. Don't be distracted by future concerns. Leave them to me. Each day of life is a glorious gift, but so few people know how to live within the confines of today. Some of y'all are already focusing on tomorrow, and you had not even got through today. And some of the stuff you're worrying about tomorrow, you may not even face. Much of their energy for abundant living spills over the timeline into tomorrow's worries or past regrets. Their remaining energy is sufficient only for limping through the day, not for living it to the fullest. I am training you, assembly. (laughs) I am training you to keep your focus on my presence in the present. This is how to receive abundant life, which flows freely from my throne of grace. Was that for anybody specifically? First person with their hand raised gets this. Run this back to Miss Christie, back there by Miss uh, Miss Francis. I'll make copies of that. That was not my plan, but the Holy Spirit said, "Do that." I'll make copies of. I'll get more copies of that, and it'll be out at guest services next Sunday. For every reminder. If you're here today with every head bowed and every eye closed, if you're here today and you want to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life, what's that mean? That means you stop trying to do it your way and let's seek how I should do life his way. Doesn't mean the problems go away. It just means you're you're preparing and being assembled (laughs) to manage the problems. If you're here today and say, I just want, Pastor, will you just pray for me? I just, I, just want, I just want to know that I'm saved. I want to know that if I did die today, then my life doesn't end here in the ground. And that's it. And I'll spend eternity apart from God. Where's that location? That's called hell. And, and let, me, let me say this. It will never be your sins that send you to hell. Listen. It will never be your sins that send you to hell. It's your rejection of God and Jesus that will send you to hell. So if you're here and you say, Pastor, will you just pray for me? On the count of three, all I want you to do is just shoot your hand up. I'm done. Shoot your hand up. I'm going to pray for you. If you say, I just want to know that I know. I want, will you lead me to prayer today? Every hand, every hand up. One, two, three. Let's repeat this prayer together. Say, oh God, I come before you right now confessing my sins and I acknowledge you as the one that I need. I'm sorry for my sins. Forgive me. Forgive me of my sins. You can put your hands down. Forgive me of my sins. Cleanse me from all unrighteousness. And give me a clean heart. Renew a right spirit on the inside of me. Come into my life. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. Be my passion. Right here, God, I confess I need 
you to assemble me. In Jesus' name, amen. Where does this, we all need to be, we all need to position ourselves to be assembled by God. How do we do that? By coming in here week after week, worshiping him, getting into his word, and then taking that. It, this is not, the, 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 the time it, that it takes me is not just to have a motivational, let's get you through the week. It's for, to get you through the rest of your life until your life here on earth is done. So take it, apply it, and watch God change your life. Amen? Do me a favor. Invite, invite and bring somebody with you to church next week who needs this. They need vision for their life. They need vision for their marriage. How do you stop making bad decisions and, and bad choices? Get something better, a vision and a plan. Will you do that? Will you invite and bring somebody with you to church? And, and bring. Say and bring. And bring them. That may, that may mean you have to show up at their house, invite them to breakfast at Bill's to get them here. Free breakfast. You'll fill their belly and God will fill their, God will fill their spirit. Amen. Will you stand all over this house as they close us out? There is joy. I believe it. There is joy in the house of the Lord. Well, thanks again for tuning in. To hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. And if you like what you're hearing, consider rating it and even sharing it with your friends. For more content from Release City or just to stay connected with us, be sure to check us out on all of our social media platforms at Release City Church or through our website at releasecitychurch.org. We love you. And until next time, the best is yet to come.